Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps. And that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop, CISSPCybertraining.com, and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Welcome to the Reduce Cyberist Podcast, episode 73. Practice CISSP exam questions, domain five, identity and access management. Welcome to the Reduce Cyberist podcast, where we provide you the training and tools you need to pass the CISSP exam while enhancing your cybersecurity career. Hi, my name is Sean Gerber, and I'm your host for this action-packed, informative podcast. Join me each week as I provide the information you need to grow your cybersecurity knowledge so that you're better prepared to pass the CISSP exam. All right, let's get going. Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well this beautiful day. And uh, it's a great day here in Kansas. I probably say that every time, but it is. It's a great day could be the alternative. I actually had a friend of mine uh, pass away this past week, and uh, you know, he was only 71 years old, which means I'm probably really old, but he was only 71, and you know what? Life's too short, baby. Life's too short. Gotta gotta enjoy life while you can, because it comes and it goes in a blink of an eye, and therefore, that is why you need to study for your CISSP exam, right? (laughs) You need to be able to do your CISSP so that you can move on to your next cybersecurity adventure. So, uh, yeah, I know you all are probably studying hard for that right now, and you're probably looking at, you're waiting with bated breath on these next practice CISSP exam questions. I know you are. I know you are. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and get started with those, and we'll get, move on to the next topic. So, again, this is Domain 5, Identity and Access Management. All right, if you want to restrict access into or out of a facility, which would you choose? A, a gate. B, a turnstile. C, a fence. D, a man trap. Okay, so which would you do? To which would you choose? Okay, so if you're thinking about this, what would you do? If you want to restrict access in and out of a facility, which would you choose? A, a gate. B, a turnstile. C, a fence. Or D, a man trap. Okay, 
So the answer is B, a turnstile, okay, is a form of gate that prevents more than one person from gaining entry at a time. And if you see people, they get stuck in those quite frequently. I know I do. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah, you can't get in and out. So turnstiles are really good if you're trying to remove or restrict access into or out of a facility. And the other thing you need to think about when you're doing that, um, it's, and they, the comment they had from Brainscape was that it's able to restrict movement in one direction. It also used to gain entry but not exit or vice versa. So, yeah, if you've seen them, they, they're just those little finger things you roll into and you get stuck in the middle of them and everybody gets kind of confused. But one thing I will say is I've when I've tried to get into various facilities around the, the, the world, um, those are tough. Those are really, really tough. Now, you can get into them. Uh, man traps are also tough. I used to think that you, you man trap is basically what it is. You walk in. Um, you sit, you go into this facility and it will lock behind you and then you, it'll open up and let you through. Man traps are good. The, the interesting part though, you, they usually have pressure sensors on the bottom of them and you can fake those things out a little bit. Uh, especially what we used to do is we would, when people, they weren't being monitored by anybody, we would grab a person who was pretty light and then a, well, two people that were pretty light and one guy would jump on the back of the other guy as we walk into the man trap. So then you have two people on the pressure sensor. Now, if it notices that you're all of a sudden 400 pounds because you got two 200-pound dudes uh, that are trying to get in, it will have issues with that. But in, in most cases, the man trap, you actually can get around it by just go out and um, having two people stand on that pad. Now, again, that only works if it's not being monitored. If it's being monitored while well, the gig is up, it's like, are you both really, really comfortable together? <laughs> You're best friends, right? So, yeah, they don't, that, uh, that doesn't work in that regard. So, anyway, in this question, the answer was turnstile. Again, the little turn thing that you get stuck in the middle of and can't figure out how to get yourself out of and then you think you're walking into a chipper a wood chipper and you're gonna die all right no moving on all right so question next question which of the following which type of motion detector senses change in electrical or magnetic fields surrounding a monitored object a wave b photoelectric c heat d capacitance capacitance yes capacitance all right so again which type of motion detector senses changes in electrical or magnetic fields surrounding a monitored object i can't that's a big ten dollar word i struggle with that word all right a wave b photoelectric c heat d is capacitance all right so if you're thinking about electrical changes now if you don't really know then start thinking about the what it would be the question wave it's like you wave at them hi how are you no that's not it uh, C, photoelectric. Okay, photoelectric deals with uh, visual, right? It's like a photo. It's that picture. C is heat. Okay, well, heat doesn't usually deal with electrical stuff, right? And then D, capacitance. Okay, capacitance is like a capacitor, which is an electrical piece of, um, uh, not equipment, but it's just like a circuit, right? So it's a, a capacitor. It's part of an electrical circuit board, integrated circuit board. That would be D. Capacitance is a motion detector that senses changes in electrical or magnetic fields surrounding a monitored object. That would be the next question. All right, next question. A process by which developers can understand security threats to a system, determine risks from those threats, and establish appropriate mitigations. All right, A. Threat modeling. B. White box testing. C. Path coverage. And D, negative testing. This comes. This one here comes from Tech Target. A, a process by which a not a, a next question. A process by which developers can understand security threats to a system, determine risk from those threats, and establish appropriate mitigations. A, threat modeling. 
B. White box testing. C. Path coverage. Or D. Negative testing. The answer is... A. Threat modeling. Threat modeling is what they basically use for developers to model different threats and determine what, what is the level of risk that you could incorporate within your... Uh, in this case, it would be an application if you had developers. But you basically would do a threat model. And you would think of, if, I ha if I'm building a facility, let's say in Venezuela, what would be the largest threat against my business that I'm creating in Venezuela? And you might think, well, it might be riots. It could be dengue fever. I don't know. But you'd have to figure out what would be the biggest risk. And you'd understand that threat, that would that threat vector that would be affecting your uh, facility down in Venezuela. All right. That is all of the CISSP exam questions I have for this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I hope you enjoy whatever's, wherever you live, the wonderful weather that you're having. Uh, hopefully you're not having anything coronavirus going on. But uh, check out SeanGerber.com. That's S-H-O-N Gerber, like the baby food, dot com. And you can check that out and get some free stuff. Just go there. Put it on your computer. Just do it right now. You can do it. I know you can. S-H-O-N. Yes, my parents. I love them. Gerber, G-E-R-B-E-R.com. Go check it out. You'll love it. All right. Have a wonderful day. We will catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today on my podcast. Head over to SeanGerber.com and look at all the free content that I have available for you. There is a CISSP mini course, free CISSP exam questions, podcasts, and so much more. It's all available to my email subscribers, so sign up. If you want my personalized CISSP training, purchase my training courses, and I'll be there to help you with your CISSP needs so you can pass the test the first time. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today, as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up for, to join my email list, and you will gain access to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to freeCISSPQuestions.com or CISSPCyberTraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.